The Kingdom Living Podcast from TheRepelMinute.com. I'm Kerry Fink, and welcome to Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. We are so fired up and excited about the message on today. How are you, Glenn? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. And it's just so great to be here and to be teaching the Word of God today. You know, just before we uh, hit hit go on the session, uh, we were talking about a couple of key words, freedom and hope. And that's what today's message is really going to, is just really going to light everybody up about. And I got to tell you, Glenn, you know, like the, the, the message from the podcast preceding this, uh, word, truth, produces word fruit and and that message by itself is revelational but it also speaks to the fact that glenn we're not talking opinion here right we're talking straight from the word of god and and that's what i love about what we do when we have the opportunity to get together for kingdom living and help people reach their purpose we are just sharing what god has already spoken over whosoever will yeah yeah, that is so good. This is not an opinion show. <laughs> We're generally reading with enthusiasm out of the Word of God, using different translations, but allowing the revelation of God to speak through us, Gary. And it's just so neat to see God's Word go out all, all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, we want to say hello to the more than 600,000 people who are now uh, uh, tagging into these messages. If you're new to Kingdom Living, welcome. And if you're enjoying Kingdom Living, by all means, please like and share these messages with those in your circle. Um, and and really, uh, there are some great messages. All these resources are available to you online. All you have to remember is the repleminute.com. That's the repple, R-E-P-P-L-E, minute. Dot com And you will find so many great tools there. You'll find all the podcasts there uh, from the Kingdom Living series. You'll find Glenn's daily Monday through Friday uh, biblical motivation inspiration called the Repl Minute, which Glenn, you've been doing that since 2006. That's been quite a while of sharing some um, amazing teachings. And not only that, it's also a great place where you can get more information about kind of the book that kicked all of this off. It, it, it was sort of the catalyst for all this called fraud, what God has to say about the tactics of the enemy. And Glenn, this is really kind of what kicked off everything we talk about in Kingdom Living, because you do teachings on, on red line, green line living, and, you, and it's really a great schematic. I think we used that term in a recent edition. It's a great schematic of understanding, you know, we see stuff in the world, we scratch our heads, and we don't really understand uh, uh, maybe maybe why a quote, I've heard it before, I'm sure you have too, a good God allows certain things to move. And that's because if you understand red line, green line living, you sort of understand the forces, the spiritual forces that uh, are, are at work in this world. And we have the choice to choose to be green line living in kingdom living. And that's what's so excited. And that's why I'm so excited about us just diving right into today's message. This is going to be, this is going to be, I think, eye-opening for maybe a lot of churchgoers. But I think even if you don't go to church, you're going to understand how God sees you and that you too are kingdom living. So this is, this is going to be just so good, Glenn. Amen. Hey, before we get started, uh, I, I was in a meeting this week, and before I get into the teaching, is uh, the question that's up here, what is a baby jump? Huh. And, and uh, it was interesting, the guy sitting next to me, he says, he said, baby jump. 
And I said, well, what's that? So what, where in the word of God did a baby jump? Where did a baby jump? And I carry, I think you're shaking your head that you get it. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at this. When, and we've talked about the seed that entered into Mary, the same seed that entered into Mary, which is the word of God, is that same seed that has entered into us is the same spirit of God that entered into us. So when Mary had the seed of the baby Jesus enter into her, she went over to see Elizabeth and Elizabeth was, was carrying John the Baptist was carrying John. And so when Elizabeth entered into and she and Elizabeth heard her voice, guess what happened? The baby jumped. The baby jumped inside of her with the Holy Spirit. And the words jump, uh, the, the, the baby danced. It, it, you'll see different translations. The baby leaped. And so we're leaping with the joy of the Lord, because when the Holy Spirit word comes into us, we jump, we jump with joy, we dance with joy. So there's going to be some joy dancing today. There's going to be some jumping today, because what we're going to be doing today is putting the fraud fire extinguisher on religion and the law, and we're going to be bringing in grace and truth. We're going to be putting that fraud fire extinguisher on religion and law. Because the question, the question, and boy, when I saw this years ago, the question, what, what nullifies, what, what nullifies stops the word of God? What stops the word of God in, in its traditions and doctrine? It's religion. It's religion. And Jesus came against religion. Uh, and we're going to be talking about grace and truth. So it, and so with this, to begin, as, as Carrie was talking about, we need to, to just start with, with just going back to the basics. And as we understand the green line, red line, I think it's really important. So what are the three greatest historical events? And this is something that we really need to nurture every day because this is biblical truth as we go through this because we, we the, the enemy uh, and our thinking, because we're trained by the world into that belief system, but we've been renewed by the blood of Jesus through the word of God. And so we need to bring in a correct biblical worldview thinking. So uh, it's important that we get this. What are the three greatest historical events ever, ever? And what we find is that this schematic, is, as uh, Carrie just mentioned about it, is, is these three great, greatest historical events happen, is that we have creation. And we've got to get this, that God spoke with his word, with his word. He spoke, he spoke creation into existence. And he created us. He created us in his image and likeness. And, and that was to rule. That was the dominion mandate to, to rule here on earth. And so how did that work out? So creation was there. He created it, created us. But how did it work out? And so uh, we're to be in relationship with our father God. Well, uh, Adam and Eve decided, because he said there's two trees uh, here uh, in, in the middle of the garden. And it says there's the tree of life. And there's a tree of the law of good and evil, or the knowledge of good and evil. And so uh, he says, don't, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or you will surely die. 
And so Adam and Eve decided and disobeyed God and, and took of that fruit of that tree. And so that, and as we talked about in our last five, that's the serpent fruit that's listening to the enemy of God. And, and we taste of that. And that's the world's way of thinking. And so death entered in. And so we see as that tree is full of fear and condemnation and shame and guilt. And that's where death entered in because man, Adam, rebelled against the father father God stopped listening to God and followed the the enemy the father the devil so we're born into the fallen world that's the red line living so we have that and death and sickness and disease and selfishness and, and all the symptoms of the fallen world are there so that's the second greatest event and, and we got to get that and understand because that's the fallen world. Yet we're born in as sinners with our father, the devil. And, and Jesus even says, your father is the devil. Yet by God's grace and mercy and love, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, in the flesh as man and as God to come into the world to redeem mankind. All mankind, all mankind will know this. And so he recreated us back into his image and his likeness through the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we've been recreated. And he said on the cross, it is finished. So redemption has happened. We have been born again for those that receive the born again. So you see the red line moving up to being born again. So, but you'll see also the red line continuing. So this is a choice that we get to make is to receive the complete finished work of Jesus Christ, what happened 2000 years ago and all the biblical prophecy that tells us about what's gonna happen and who we are. And Jesus knew us before he created the foundations of the world. He knew this was all gonna happen. So all this prophecy, Genesis, the book of Genesis is a book of revelation knowledge also. So as he reveals our identity through all the books of, Jesus, uh, of, of the Bible, we see Jesus all the way through the revelation of, of who he is and how he's created us and made us in his image and his likeness. So we, when we become born again, not by anything we do, because we're going to get into that teaching here in a few minutes, but we've been recreated and now the spirit has come in. So the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so now we have the truth of God's grace living in us. We have the fruit now of the tree of life and, and we're jumping, we're jumping. We're, we're a baby jumping in the revelation knowledge, which you see the young lady reading the word of God and, and God's breathing the word into her and illuminating her. And that is a baby jumping. So what happens as the word of God, as we're speaking the truth of the word of God, hopefully that you're hearing the, the, the baby jumping inside of your spirit, because now the word is aligning up with his spirit that's living in each one of us. And that's what happens with the illumination of the word of God as, as we hear his voice. 
And let's go to one of the scriptures that uh, that this became real to me this week. And, and, and I go, whoa, this is powerful. And this is in Psalms 86, verse 15. So this is looking at the, the Old Testament, looking forward. And this is, this is really what uh, has to do with the image, our image of who God is and how does God see us. And, and look at this, but Lord, your nurturing love is tender and gentle. Lord, you're nurturing. Now, and again, that's a baby. That's a baby. You're nurturing. So he's baby. As we're growing and maturing in Christ, there's a nurturing love of the identity of understanding how much he loves us. Uh, and, and again, that's a growing, maturing love that is tender and gentle. There's a tender and gentleness that goes on in his loving us. And as we receive that, we end up loving him more. Not that, uh, not that we love God, but he loved us first and sent his son to redeem us and heal us and cleanse us. And so we can be enter into that relationship. That's a nurturing love relationship of a father with their children, with the sons and daughters. It's tender. It's gentle. And then look at this next part of the verse. It's just one verse. You are slow to get angry. He's not an angry guy. He's slow to get angry. Yet, look at this. Yet, yet, so swift to show your faithful love. Your nurturing love is tender and gentle. And you're so swift. He's so swift. So we're seeking, when we're seeking him, we'll find him. We seek him with all of our heart. So he's so swift to show his faithful love. His love is faithful. Ours is not faithful, you know, uh, but his love is faithful. And look at this. And this is what we're moving towards. And you are full of abounding grace and truth. So God's identity, his image is one of grace and truth. So we see him as a nurturing love that's tender and gentle. We see him swift to show his faithful love. And he's just abound, full, full, full of abounding grace and truth. So the question here then is, why did God send Jesus to earth? Was it to establish a religion? And again, sometimes, you know, let's face it, we've, we've had that thought that he, he came to bring us into a, a religion, a religion. And, and, you know, so why did Jesus, why did God send Jesus to earth? And again, we've already kind of covered some of this with the green line, red line, but again, and again, but we've got to get this, this lie, this fraud thinking that it was established a religion. He came to earth to, to get rid of religion and the law and to bring us into grace and truth. Let's make sure we get this. He, he, he looks at the law as a curse. He looks at the law and religion as a curse to bring in the grace and the mercy and the love of, of the Father to redeem us. And so out of that, we still have those two trees. So Jesus, uh, God sent Jesus to, to redeem us. 
And so we have the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is a judgment tree. Uh, and we have the tree of life, which is freedom and liberty in Christ Jesus. So he came to earth to redeem everybody, all mankind, to wipe out that sin and the curse of the law to bring us. Because the law lets us look and recognize that we're sinners. So it's by grace that we're saved through faith not of anything that we do, but it's the work of Jesus Christ. And, and that's going to, when that grace and truth comes through the Holy Spirit is revealed, because our mind, our, our brain can't grasp that because we still are looking at our sin nature, which we'll look at here. So let's, let's look at uh, what the good news really is. So let's look at some of the good news here. So uh, what we see is religion uh, develops a sin consciousness. You're sinners. No, we're not sinners. We're the grace teaches us that we have a righteousness consciousness. And again, these are scriptures. They're right there. And then, then religion also has a demand. It's a demand consciousness uh, where it's also it can be the, where there's kind of limited resources where God supplies us continuously to meet all of our needs. And religions is a thou shall not, a, a thou shall not steal, thou shall not do this. God's, God's grace is love and grace and mercy, and it's a giving, it's a generosity that he gives to us freely. Religion is performance-based, it's a self-effort. Whereas God's grace is resting in God's promises that he had from the beginning to, to through where we're at today. Resting in God's promises through the revelation of the Holy Spirit revealing that we can trust and rest in through his grace. The law, religion was given to Moses, but grace came through the, the realization of Jesus Christ. And, and through religion, we're daily confessing sin, our sin nature. But our confession through grace is that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And there is therefore no more condemnation. We've been set free. Freedom came and liberty came through Jesus Christ. And religion, you shall not, is, you shall not is, is a condition. Yet, through grace, we confess righteousness in Christ, and there is no condemnation. And then in religion, you, sh uh, 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 you shall not is conditional. God's promises are unconditional. I will, I will, I will. I'll do these things. For My promises are true. And under religion, we're earning God's love with grace. We receive Boy, see that's see so many times it's hard to receive. We're 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 givers, but have we really received God's love? Because we're so trained in this performance type of thinking. And again, we we have seen the acts of God. We see the creation. We see the stars, the moons. We see the earth. We see the creation. Yet we don't see God's ways. The Israelites saw the acts of God, but they weren't willing to walk in the ways of God. And so it's important as we receive his love, we walk in the obedience and trusting him by faith. So, and then also religion is the tree of the judgment of the knowledge of good and evil. We're judging. 
where God has already judged us through Jesus Christ and adjudicated us not guilty. So we have the tree of life, the tree of life that we enter into his presence now. Religion is, is uh, what you see, the, the five senses. It's, it's what we see, the tangible, where grace is what you don't see. We see with the spiritual eyes. We're seeing God working and, and, and growing. And it's that hope we have in Christ. And religion is man's knowledge versus grace is God's wisdom. God's wisdom. He that has will have an abundance will have more. He who doesn't have what he has will be taken away. Man's knowledge is, is, is important, but it's nothing like God's wisdom. Religion is self-focused where grace is Christ-focused. Religion is, is worship the created. What you see in grace, we worship the creator, the redeemer, our savior, our Lord. Religion does not take holy it doesn't take the holy spirit to reveal the law the law is easy we come out just following the law we're, we're there we're and, and and so it doesn't take the holy spirit but it takes the holy spirit to reveal grace through faith that's big with religion it's a conditional covenant if you do i'll do under religion it's a conditional covenant with grace it's totally unconditional. Jesus Christ completed it. He said, it's finished. Receive the gift. And under religion, it's under law, condemnation, fear, guilt, shame, and curse. Whereas grace has the freedom from the law. Wow. That's the good news of grace. That is the good news of grace. So let's look at some scriptures that just back up what we've just talked about here. Uh, and this is in Galatians. And this, this is really neat because uh, in a minute here, he's, he's going to get to where you foolish Galatians. <laughs> and, and we're going we're gonna to see this, but in Galatians uh, 1, chapter 1, verses 6 to 12, and this is the Passions translation. It says, I am shocked over how quickly you have strayed away from the one who called you into the grace of Christ. It's so easy to fall back into the false, distorted gospel. I'm astounded that you now embrace a distorted gospel that, now look at this, isn't this kind of current? It's a fake gospel that is simply not true. That's the world's system. That's the world's belief system and teaching that just fills the airwaves. It's not truth. And we've talked about that in, in last week's, uh, last week's podcast. There's only one gospel. There's only one gospel, the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ through the blood shed on the cross. There's only one gospel. Yet you have allowed those who mingle, now look at this, who mingle law with grace to confuse you. Let's just let that sink in. You have allowed those who mingle law, religion, religion with grace to confuse you. But even if we, we are an angel from heaven should preach a gospel different than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Woo. 
That's pretty powerful. Let, let me make it clear. Anyone, no matter who they are, that brings you a different gospel than the gospel that you've received, let them be condemned and cursed. Whew. Those are pretty powerful words. I'm obviously not trying to flatter you or water down my message to be popular with men, but my supreme passion is to please my Lord and Savior, to please God. For if I, if all I attempt to do is to please people, I would fall, I would fail to be a true servant of Christ. And this is a scripture, this is a verse here that really radically changed me. Beloved ones, let me repeat emphatically that the gospel entrusted to me was not given to me by man. No one taught me this revelation. No one taught me this revelation, for it is given to me directly by the unveiling of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. So as we're teaching here, this isn't coming from Carrie and Glenn. This is, a, it may be coming through our double, remember the double mouth sword? It's God's word speaking. And so it's, and it's coming through us, but it's his word through the Holy Spirit that's being revealed. The Holy Spirit is revealing this to us. When I got this, uh, that's when I started really writing uh, the, the Kingdom Living series because the revelation kept on coming in. So now we're seeing things and it keeps coming. It just keeps coming and coming and coming as we prepare these podcasts. I'm going, wow, that's really neat. Uh, what's happening? So so what happens here, now look at these questions here. This, this is really neat. So now this is in Galatians 3. So I've moved on to Galatians 3 verses 1 and 2. And so now Paul's calling out here. And what we have is religion and law versus grace and truth again. But let's look at this. And, and, and I can almost see the emphatic infliction in, in his tone of voice. What has happened to you foolish Galatians? What's happened to you, you foolish Galatians? Now, again, if someone's calling you foolish, that, that's pretty offensive, isn't it? But he's being bold here. Who has put you under an evil spell? Boy, now, now these are questions. These are, these are questions that he's asking. What has happened to you, foolish Galatians? Who is, meaning they saw the resurrected Christ. They heard about the rest. They, they, they knew that he died. He took the curse, you know, that he is the king of kings. And so what has happened to you, foolish Galatians? Who has put you under an evil spell? Did God not, did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus's crucifixion? So, so, so I mean, the eyes were open. They were there. So you've gone back to the old law. You've gone back to religion. Because now understand, Jesus came to bring, break the religious traditions and doctrines. And so when we're so caught up in the traditions and doctrines, and we have the freedom of grace and the love of God and the freedom to enter into him, not by anything, Carrie, you and I have done or anybody listening, but by what Jesus Christ did by opening up that veil and tearing that veil, we can walk right in because of what Jesus Christ did. Did not, did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus's crucifixion? That's another question to those foolish Galatians. Was he not revealed to you as the crucified one? Those are powerful questions. 
And those are questions we need to ask today. So answer me this. So answer me this now. He's asking another question. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping Jewish laws, rituals, religions? Let me just ask that question again. So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping the religious Jewish laws? And he says, no, no. You receive him as a gift because you believe in the Messiah. Powerful, powerful. So let's go and continue here with still with verse two, moving into verse five. No, you received him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. Your new life began when? When the Holy Spirit gave you new birth. So here's another question they asked. Why then would you so foolishly turn from living in the spirit by trying to finish by your own works? Let's make that, let, let's make that, let's look at that, make sure it sinks in. Why then would you so foolishly turn away from grace and truth, living in the spirit, living in the spirit, walking by the spirit, by trying to finish by your own performance? in your own words. Have you endured so many trials and persecutions for nothing? Let me ask you. So now he's asking again. So he's asking again, what does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious laws? Let me just make sure we get that question because he's asking it again. Let me ask you again, what does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping the religious laws? Well, nothing. It's nothing. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through revelation and the power of faith, which goes back up to verse two there. You received him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. So keeping the religious laws has nothing to do with what Jesus Christ did for us, bringing grace and truth, breaking the curse of the law. So let's move on into verse 6 and 11 uh, in, in Galatians 3. Ab Abraham, our father of faith, believed God, and it was counted to him as righteous. Abraham, our faith, our father of faith, Believe God, and the substances of his faith release God's righteousness to him. So, he's, so our faith in the resurrected Christ has brought righteousness into us. So the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father. And the scripture prophesied that on the basis of faith, God would declare Gentiles to be righteous. God announced the good news, again, the good news, ahead of time to Abraham. That's in the old covenant. Through your example of faith, all nations will be blessed. We're a part of the holy nation. And so the blessings of Abraham's faith is now our blessings as children of God. But, but, here's a but, if you rely on works of keeping the law for salvation, you live under what? Religion's laws curse. For it is clearly written, 
utterly cursed is everyone who fails to practice every detail and requirement that is written in this law. It is opposite. No one achieves the righteousness of God by attempting to keep the law. For it is written, the one who is in right relationship with God will live by faith. Let me just make sure because, see, I, I remember when I used to read these scriptures through my my law and religious lenses because I could look at this as condemnation because here I'm trying, I'm trying to be the most religious Christian I could be. But then when grace came in and the revelation of what grace and mercy, what Jesus did on the cross, boy, it just frees us tremendously. It is obvious that no one achieves the righteousness of God by attempting to keep the law. For it is written, the one who is in right standing, in right relationship, the righteousness of God with God will live by faith. So it's our trusting in Christ Jesus. And we move into verse 12 through 14. But keeping the law does not require faith, but self-effort. For the law teaches, if you practice the principles of law, you must follow all of them. Yet Christ paid the full price Look at that. Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed. He took it all. He, he absorbed the curse completely. As he became a curse in our place. He took our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung on a tree, upon a tree, is cursed. So Jesus Christ dissolved, eliminated, deleted the curse from our lives. So that in him, all the blessings of Abraham, Abraham can be poured out upon Gentiles. And now through faith, we receive the promised Holy Spirit who lives in us. We receive the promised Holy Spirit that lives in us. So let's look at, let's look at uh, some of the promises that we have. And let's look at the, the, the old contract. Uh, that we have. So this is an important point, and this is something that we can, uh, those people that are listening will be glad to make this offer available to them. And so we have is this old, uh, the old contract, law and religion, versus the new contract of grace and truth. So let's look at this. So we have law versus grace. We have the old covenant, the Mosaic covenant, which is 613 laws. We have the Ten Commandments versus what we have is the new covenant of agape love, of the love of God through Christ Jesus. We have performance versus the finished work in Jesus Christ. We have the law of death versus the law of life. And the law of death we see in 2 Corinthians uh, 3, verses 7, and, and we have the law of life in Galatians 3 that we just talked about. We have works versus holiness. And again, these are some, now you're going to have to sign this contract. You're going to have to sign this agreement here. You have to sign it. You, you, you can't have one, uh, or you have to have on one side, you're either operating on grace and love. This is the agreement that God's made with you. And, and so, so we have the old law of religion, or we have the new law of grace and truth. So where are you? Uh, is this a conditional contract? Or is it an unconditional based upon the faithfulness of Jesus Christ's finished and complete work on the cross? Are you entering into the agreement to get something or has it already been done? Are you operating through religion and religious activity 
Are we entering into the kingdom of God with the power and the authority and the dominion that he's given us through the word of God, through the resurrected Christ? Are we working? And again, we talked about the nullification of the word of God through tradition and doctrine and performance. Are we operating through the law of, of agape love? Are we seeing... Uh, and, and in this contract, we have a guilt, shame, and condemnation inferiority complex. Are we going to have in our, our new contract righteousness with righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Are we operating in our old contract that has self-righteousness? Are we going to have the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ? Is In the old contract, there's never enough. In the new contract, there's more than enough. In the old contract, there's lack. In the new contract, there's abundance. And again, hey, just if we just stop right there, that new contract's looking pretty, pretty good. So which one are you going to be signing just right now? In, in, in the old contract of law and religion, it's due. It's in self-effort. In the new contract of grace and truth, it's being. It's who we are. Identity is in Christ through the Holy Spirit revelation. In the old contract, it's an old wineskin. In the new, it's a new wineskin that keeps growing and with abundance. In the old, it's an old nature. In, in the new, it's we're new creations in Christ Jesus. In the old, in the old contract, we're sinners, we're orphans, we're not good enough. Is that what you want in your written into your contract? Or do you want to be saints, sons, and daughters accepted by the fathers, children of God? In the old contract, we're operating by the five senses. We're led by our feelings and our emotions. In, in the new contract, we're led by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. We have spiritual eyes and ears. We have the wisdom of God. Under the old contract, we're discontent living in comparison. Under, under the new contract agreements, we're fulfilled, we're content. Under the old contract, we have anxiety and fear. We worry and, and we're operating under time. Under the new contract, we're in rest. We're resting. We're outside of time. God's outside of time. The spirit of God that's living in us is outside of time. Under the old religious system, we're defeated. Under the new contract, we were victorious. Under the old contract, there's injustice. Under the new contract, the new agreement, we're, we're adjudicated not guilty. Justice is happened. The judgment, the judgment was paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. Under the old contract, there's sin, condemnation, guilt, shame, consciousness. Under the new agreement, we're Jesus conscious. We're righteousness conscious. Under the old agreement, you shall not. Under the new contract, I will. God's saying, I will. I have already done, and it is finished. Under the old agreement, we have a scared, scarcity consciousness. Under the new agreement, we have an abundance consciousness. And under the old agreement, it's what you see. Under the new agreement, it's what you don't see is greater and more powerful. Under the old agreement, we operate in the natural. Under the new agreement, we operate in the supernatural. This agreement operates in the supernatural. Under the old agreement, there's sickness and disease. In the new agreement, we're healed, whole, restored, redeemed a new creation in Christ Jesus. Under the old agreement that you can sign, you're operating by man's knowledge. Under the new agreement you sign, it's under the wisdom of God. Under the old agreement, it's man's intellect. Under the new agreement, it's the revelation of God. Under the old agreement, we pray only with 
our mind. We pray in the mind. Under the new agreement, we're we have a prayer language directly to God in spirit and in tongues. Under the old agreement, it's sin, the sin covered by the bulls and goats. Under the new agreement, sin is removed forever by the blood of Jesus Christ. Under the old agreement, you have, you have presence of God in heaven. It's in heaven. Under the new agreement, the Holy Spirit lives in the believer now. The tabernacle is inside of us now. Under the old agreement, which you can sign, eternal life begins when you get to heaven. In the new agreement, heaven came to earth to live in man now. Under the old agreement, redemption happens when you go to heaven. It's later. Under the new agreement, we get redemption now. It's already happened, already on the cross. And under the new agreement, you have no power over sin. Under the new agreement, the Holy Spirit gives us power over sin now. Under the old agreement, it's Hagar, Ishmael, and the Babylonian system, it's the world system. Under the new system, under the, the new covenant we have, Sarah, Isaac, and the kingdom of God living in us, in us now. And under the old covenant, it's striving. Under the new covenant, we're fulfilled. So each one of us, as you print this off, we make this offer to you, you sign the agreement that you want to have. We're going to be living under a new covenant. We're going to be living under the old covenant. And so as we close every, every session, we close with the declaration of uh, our declaration of our legal rights. And I just want to speak these over you as we speak these out loud, and, and again, as we just look at that, that, that the grace and truth that we have in our relationship with our Father. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to and in the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly now. I've been recreated in God's image and likeness of love now. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God, the Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I declare that over everyone now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. Now, I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the, here's our legal rights. I have legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. I have that authority. I wear that badge. I have that badge. I have that authority. I have the legal authority as a believer over the, all the principalities and powers and rulers of the kingdom of darkness and also over the angelic forces, the kingdom of light to bring and speak those into what they're called to do. I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. Amen and amen. So be it to everybody that's listening to can hear the word of God. You know, Glenn, as you were teaching on the uh, 
you know, some people call it the old covenant, new covenant, but I like the word contract because that that's something that uh, each one of us can sort of understand. I mean, you could imagine yourself uh, walking in, I don't know, to sign a real estate contract and and the real estate agent puts two down in front of you. One that is 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 really full of of all these terms and conditions, and and if if you don't do this, then uh, then this is going to happen, and if you don't perform on that, then that's going to happen. And then they set a different contract in front of you and say, you know, uh, here's just a simple here's a simplified version. Which would you choose? Would you choose the one that requires all of that performance, all of that? Um, taking all that responsibility on yourself or the one where Jesus has already come in and said, I gotcha. And I mean, it really is that simple. And I love how that's presented Glenn side by side. And that's why we want to make that uh, available to you, especially if you're listening on a podcast where you're, you're not actually able to see the screen as Glenn was talking about it, really want you to jot this down. We're going to make it very simple. You just go to the REPL minute dot com forward slash new new the repl minute dot com forward slash new and you'll see this brilliant uh presentation of 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 your choice and and here's the thing when we talked about this you really can only sign one right (laughs) i want the old contract or i want the new contract and which person would knowingly would knowingly choose the 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 more difficult contract. No yeah. one would. You can't have a mixture. You're, you're not going. It doesn't mix. And and that's a compromised life if we have a little of the mixture. And he, you know, he wants all of us. He wants us all. And boy, there's such freedom in the all. Yeah, you know, and Glenn, and that was that was actually going to be my point because guess who's telling you to sign the old contract? That is the fraud of the enemy when he when he tells you all that stuff, and it's the same foolishness that went on in the garden. And Glenn, that's why your book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, is such a powerful um tool in all of this. It's a it's a real very simple, easy to appropriate uh, kind of document. It's literally uh, div- divided into 40 bite-sized chapters, and it helps you understand that the whole time. The enemy is telling you, you got to accept that old contract. God is telling you it's already finished. All you got to do is sign on the green line. <laughs> it's really that simple, Glenn. And, and I think it's such a powerful uh, teaching for people to appropriate. So again, if you're listening to this on a podcast, go ahead and jot this down because you'll want to visit the website and, and pull this down. I think it's going to be revelational for you. It is therepelminute.com forward slash new new that simple and you'll have a copy of this you'll see for yourself what we're talking about and glenn i'm just excited about uh continuing to go farther in the things of kingdom living and in a moment i'm going to ask for you uh to please pray over everyone global this is a global audience glenn uh as we get a chance to parse through some of the uh analytics and statistics that they give you back, you know, to show you your audiences in this part of the world. You have this much audience in this part of the world. This is really worldwide ministry because the Bible is worldwide ministry, and it's fascinating to see that. So if you're new to this, uh, please, by all means, visit the repelminute.com because you'll be able to access a large volume 
of information and tools and resources that are going to help you uh, on the journey of signing that new contract. And and if you uh, if you if you're familiar with this, please by all means share this with those that are close to you or that you think will benefit. And that would be almost anyone, Glenn. Uh, it's just fascinating to learn about all this, I think. You know, uh, Jesus really came against religion and uh, uh, the scriptures in Mark 7, where he talks about the whole chapter pretty much is talking about uh, just the idea that what nullifies the word of God is our traditions and doctrines. And so he came to, to, to take that away and to bring freedom of our worshiping him. It's not by what we do. It's what Jesus Christ did. And we can enter into his presence. He loves us. He accepts us. We've been that prodigal son that just is embraced. He wants to embrace us. There's nothing the prodigal son had to do. He just, just had to go back to the father. And so he's just calling us back to the father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we understand this, oh, it's a beautiful thing. That, that tree of life is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I love I love how that story sums it up. It, it says he came to himself. He, he finally got the revelation that had been sitting there in front of him all along. He realized he could sign, Glenn, that new contract. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. the way you just said it, too. You said it, the green line. So it's really signing the green line versus the red line. Which, which line are you going to be signing on? Right. Absolutely. So again, if you've enjoyed this, please like and share this. Follow us on Facebook at The Repl Minute. Uh, like us on the, uh, subscribe to us actually on the YouTube channel. And by all means, visit TheRepelMinute.com. And Glenn, with that, uh, would like for you to uh, ask you to pray for all of us within the sound of, of this message and, and families and everybody connected to all of us who are connected to this message today. Yeah, and we just thank you for, for the, the community of believers that are that are watching and listening. And because and we know, Lord, that your word does not return void. And Father, just use the your word uh, to just enter in and speak life, uh, life over uh, the people listening and hearing. And, and Father, that your word, your grace and truth and your mercy endures forever. And may the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, just enter in through the Holy Spirit to those people listening. And Father, use your word to penetrate and bar, uh, break up that hard-heartedness and just loosen the soul and bring in your grace and mercy to people. So may marriages be restored. May healing come to people that are suffering under sickness and disease now. May your life-giving blood just cover them and bring total, total restoration and healing. May your hope, which comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, enter in to those listening and hearing. And Father, may a hunger for your word and the revelation of your knowledge just enter in to those people listening. And Father, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in all of our lives as you're teaching us through the Holy Spirit to grow and to be mature sons and daughters, to have dominion here on earth, which you've called us to do. And Father, the kingdom of God is expanding one person as a time as we speak, as we bring your word to live in others. And Father, your Holy Spirit is speaking through us now. We just lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, Glenn, you know, I, I am just excited about that whole concept of, of, of pulling down the new contract. Everybody says, give me a new deal. 
This is the best new deal ever. <laughs> it really is. And, and it's all with the green line living and all the things that we talk about here on Kingdom Living. So again, I uh, want to thank you, viewer or listener, for uh, joining us for today's episode of Kingdom Living Podcast. We will see you again very soon right here on Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. God bless you. Yes, you